Let me take you back. Back to a time of innocence. A time before television. A time where the whole family would gather around the radio to listen to their favorite radio program. Anything from Fibber McGee and Molly to Jack Benny. So let me take you back in an old-time radio comedy time machine. Available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and YouTube, or any of your favorite podcasting platforms. Theater presents... Grimes. Have you ever stopped abruptly, partway through a piece of work, and wondered why you were doing it? Have you ever looked at a friend or loved one and thought, who is that? Have you ever looked in a mirror and seen a stranger? If you have done any of these things, or all of them, and probably you have at least once, then you may respond with sympathy and perhaps a touch of horror to the story we bring you now. He's a spoiled, rotten brat, your brother. Uh, Jesse, I don't think we should talk about him. I've known the two of you since you were born. Who's got a better right? Even so. It's all very well to love your children, but it's got to be tough love. You ever hear of that? Tough love? Uh, no, I, I don't believe I have. It's what you use on people who indulge themselves. You love them, but you don't go soft on them. <laughs> mystery drama, Matching Chairs, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Elspeth Eric, and stars Christopher DeBory and Paul Hecht. I'll be back shortly with Act One. Master Mechanic Tools sold exclusively by True Value Hardware Stores are an unbeatable combination of quality and value. Hi, Pat Summerall to say you get both with the Master Mechanic 45-piece tool set, now just $27.49. It's versatile with both one-quarter and three-eighths-inch drive sockets, reversible ratchet and speeder disc. Plus, it includes a hacksaw with ten assorted blades, sturdy toolbox, and it's backed by the Master Mechanic promise of satisfaction or a free replacement. Get it now at participating True Value hardware stores and home centers. Lots of friends are dropping by, summer fun's in store. With picnic time and camping time, it's country time for sure. Before you all get thirsty, here's a tip that should be made. Get a drink that tastes like good old-fashioned lemonade. Country time! Get down to your store for plenty of country time lemonade flavor drinks. Look for the country time coupon in this Sunday's paper. Tastes like good old-fashioned lemonade. Announcing the opening of a new eyeglass factory in Farmington Hills. The eyeglass factory where you have a selection of almost 2,000 different eyeglass frames in stock with savings of 30 to 50% below what you normally pay at optometric centers. In addition to those savings, extra discounts for senior citizens, eye examinations at only $18, a complete repair service department, and the acceptance of all major vision insurance plans. 
In addition, if you're looking for regular or soft contact lenses, they have those too at comparable savings. The Eyeglass Factory of Oak Park is on Coolidge, just south of Nine Mile Road, phone 542-2200. The Eyeglass Factory of Redford on Plymouth Road, halfway between Beach Daly and Inkster, phone 937-1340. And now the new Eyeglass Factory at 28851 Orchard Lake Road between 12 and 13 Mile Roads, Call 553-3820. Now, three places to save at the Eyeglass Factory. This is the story of two brothers, Carrie and Troy. Two siblings. You've heard of sibling rivalry, I suppose. That inevitable competition between children to stand first in the affections of a parent? Well, what happens if this fierce competition is stifled, forbidden, branded a sin? Listen now to the story that follows. A story called Matching Chairs. Perhaps you'll find out. I think back and wonder how it all happened. I mean, how did it happen the way it did instead of some other way? I mean, what if I had been born a year after my brother instead of a year before? Oh, well, that's ridiculous. I know that because then he would have been Carrie and I would have been Troy instead of the other way around. Or something like that. Well, for the present, I can only go back a few weeks to the day I came home from the office and the housekeeper told me my mother, our mother, Troy's and mine, wanted to see me in her room. It's Carrie, Mother. Oh, Carrie, come in. Uh, Jessie said you wanted to see me. Yes, I do, dear, I do. Close the door. Well, what's up, Mother? Sit down, Carrie. Trouble? Sit down, I'll tell you. What is it this time? It's the little one. Well, it always is. He's been naughty again. What did he do? Forged my name to a check. Oh, boy. Did it so clumsily, too. The bank caught it right away and phoned me. What do you want me to do? Talk to him. What should I say? He feels awful. Tell him it's all right. Oh, Mother, he always feels awful. Every single time he feels awful. Well, every single time you're able to talk him out of it. Now, darling, remember, he's your brother and he's younger than you are. Only a year? One year? Well, still, he's younger. And you've always looked out for him. He expects it of you. When you were little and the two of you played together, you kept him from smashing his toys. And if he did smash one, you always fixed it for him. And wiped his eyes and made him happy again. Oh, you were so sweet together. Your father and I never had any fear of leaving the two of you alone. We always knew you'd be all right. Take care of the little one. Hmm? That's what you used to say, Mother, when you went out for the evening. Take care of the little one, Carrie. And you always did, you see. Oh, it was easy for you, Carrie. You were always so level-headed, so responsible. Troy was flighty and, yes, undependable, I admit it. But charming and handsome and very sweet when he wanted to be. And you know that's true, Carrie. He could wrap you around his finger when he had a mind to. What do you want me to say to him, Mother? Just tell him he's been a bad boy. Yes, but he must know that. And he must never do it again. That's all. Well, that should be enough, don't you think? 
Of course, you'll put it in such a way that his feelings won't be hurt. He won't feel too guilty. <laughs> How guilty do you think he should feel? Well, he did do a naughty thing. But he knows that, and he's already told me he's sorry. Oh, and what did you tell him? I said, as long as you're sorry, and as long as you promise not to do it again... But that's what you want me to tell him. No, no, I want you to tell him much more. I want you to tell him not to brood about it, and that it's all right. I gave up and left the room, started downstairs. It was the same old story. Take care of the little one. Look after the little one. Don't let him get hurt. Don't let him be unhappy. Make him stop crying. Take him outside and play catch with him. Let him win. It always cheers him up if he wins. At the bottom of the stairs stood Jessie, our elderly housekeeper. Her neat gray uniform matching her neat gray hair. You going in there? Uh, yes, Jesse, I thought I would. My brother's in there. Oh, he's in there. Well... But I wouldn't go in just now. He's not alone. Oh. Anybody I know? Hmm. Some young thing, some blonde. I think her name is Maida. Oh, I never heard him mention anybody named Maida. Well, that's what I heard him call her just now. I took him a fresh bottle of brandy. Which he asked for. Oh, yes, all right, Jesse. Well, I'll wait. The other bottle was half full. Okay, Jesse. It's not like he pays for it, the brandy. You do. No, in point of fact, my mother does. You work for your mother. I manage her affairs. Well, that's more than he does. He don't do anything. Now, Jesse. Never has done anything except live off the fat of the land. All right, now. Spoiled, rotten brat. I don't think we should discuss this, Jesse. I've known the two of you since you were born. Who's got a better right? Even so. It's all very well to love your children. I'm all in favor of that. But it's got to be tough love. You ever hear of that? Tough love? No, I, I don't believe I have. It's what they use on people who indulge themselves. Oh? You love them, but you don't go soft on them. Well, I've said enough, I guess. Yes. Yes, Jesse, I think you have. Jesse had worked for the family for better than 30 years. She'd helped raise Troy and myself... She'd run the house for my mother. She was a good, gray presence in the house and felt free to voice her opinion on anything at all. But this was different. She didn't know, couldn't know, that I had lived all my life with the high injunction, take care of the little one. I moved closer to the living room door till I could hear voices from the inside. What do you want from me, Maida? Well, I don't want anything, Troy. Oh, yes, you do. Yes, you do. Well, only for you to love me, that's all. That's all? You say it like you can turn on love like a water faucet. But you used to love me. When was that? Well, you said you did. When did I say that? Well, lots of times. You said it lots of times. I, I never said it once, not once. Well, you acted like you loved me. You made me think you did. Well, now, can I help what you think? Can I help the crazy ideas that you get? I don't think they're crazy. You know what's wrong with you, Maida? You're a full-fledged neurotic. You think because you want something, you've got it. Well, wake up, my dear, because it's a far trip from wanting to getting. Huh? Huh? You catch my meaning? Have I penetrated that very small brain of yours? Has an idea finally seeped in? Huh? Has it? I started to move away from the door. Troy had girls, I knew that, and he didn't always treat them well, but... 
This was the first time I'd overheard such violence. But before I could escape, the door burst open and the girl rushed past me. I doubt she even saw me and out the front door. After a minute or two, I went into the living room. Troy was opening the fresh bottle of brandy. Hi. How are you, Troy? Not too good. Sit down. I'll pour you brandy as soon as I get this thing open. There's a clean glass on that little table between the chairs. Maida didn't want any. Okay. And while you're there, you might touch a match to the fire, huh? All right. Um, Mother asked me to talk to you. About the check? Yes, yes, that's right. Oh. I don't know why I did that, Carrie. Here, hold out your glass. Okay. Uh, uh, just, uh, just a drop or two. I asked Mother to buy me a new car. She wouldn't. And? Well, I got mad. Mm-hmm. That's all. I... I just got sore at her, and I, and I did it. Yes, but Mother says you didn't do it very well. It was a very clumsy forgery, she said. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess it was. <laughs> I guess I was too angry to do it decently. I, I just went ahead and I did it. Uh, no special reason. I, I just did it. She says you're upset about it. Well, wouldn't you be? Oh, never mind. Don't answer that. Don't answer that. You wouldn't have done it in the first place. Probably not. It's only me that it happens to. You think you're the only one who gets angry? Well, nobody gets as angry as I do. I don't know about that. Wanting to strike out and hit back. I imagine other people do. Maybe. Huh? I doubt it, but maybe. (laughs) It's a nice fire, isn't it? Very nice. Good brandy, too. Yeah. Bill Wadsworth's wife left him. Did you know that? No, no, I didn't. Didn't know that. It's funny. Bill and I were sitting right here in front of the fire. He was sitting where you are, in that chair. Mm. I was sitting here. (laughs) Yes, everybody gravitates to these two chairs. They look sort of companionable, facing each other. (laughs) Bill thought I was the man his wife left him for. Can you imagine? I, I didn't even like his wife. More brandy? Uh, no, no, no thanks. Well, I think I will. Dan Mercer went broke. Did you know that? Yes, I, I heard something about it. I wonder how he's taking it. I haven't seen him. I played golf with him about a month ago. Came back here with me, had a brandy, just like you and I are doing. I can see him sitting in that chair the way you are now. Of course, I didn't know then his business was in bad shape. Or I, I, I wouldn't have said what I did. Well, what did you say? I thought he cheated on his golf score. Okay, now, I still think he had. <laughs> right. Wasn't at the door? Oh, Jesse will get it. You know Maida Bartholomew? No, no, I don't. Uh, who is she? It's a, it's a girl I know. Uh, she was just here. Oh, yeah, there was a girl past me in the hall. She looked like she'd been crying. I, I made her cry. She thinks she's in love with me, and I ought to be in love with her. Well, nobody can control these things. Yes, who is it? Mr. Troy, the police are here. Somebody got run over in front of the house. They want to bring her inside. I think it's the girl who is just here. Maida? Ran right in front of a car, they say. Oh, Oh, it's happened again. I knew it would. I knew it. It happens every single time. And now, it's happened again. Troy was pale and shaking. 
I went out and told the police, of course they could bring the girl into the house, and I stayed with them while they called for an ambulance. I couldn't face my brother. Couldn't deal with him. That would have to wait. when someone we know well suddenly shows us a face that we have never seen before. That person becomes an unknown creature, foreign, remote, inaccessible, beyond our reach. Much as we might like to help, we are immobilized and we are mute. I'll be back shortly with Act Two. I'm at 25 to give 30 now. Five. Bavaria on the water auction sale. Millions of dollars worth of brand new one and two bedroom condominiums will be individually auctioned Sunday, July 18th. Don't miss this great chance to bid on a new condominium with your choice of seven floor plans. Covered parking, central air, carpeting, and more. Special 11% bank financing available with only 5% down. As low as $2,750. Models open every day, including weekends from noon till 7 p.m. Located north of the I-75 Dixie Highway Waterford exit. Enjoy the lake, clubhouse, pool, tennis courts, fishing, and lots more. Come on out, take a look, and register. Just north of the I-75 Dixie Highway Waterford exit. For information, call 625-6233. Here's the your on chance the water to save housing opportunity presented by Abby Lawson Incorporated. Call now. 625 <laughs> Why do 100,000-mile flyers choose United? If I can make all my connections on one airline, I don't have to run all over the airport. With United, I'm a businessman, not a marathon man. I'm in business to make money, not waste it. And United's got some good deals. Seattle, Portland, Pittsburgh, too. We got this flag United for you. East or West, United flies wherever business takes you. We've got convenient schedules and connections to over 65 business centers throughout the country. Chances are we're the only airline you'll need. To Los Angeles, San Francisco, New York, Washington, Chicago, wherever you want to fly. United non-stop to Denver for as low as $149.50 each way with round-trip purchase. Seats are limited and some restrictions apply. Call United or your travel agent today. The two brothers, Troy and Kerry, are only a year apart in age. Yet so dissimilar are they in temperament, one might think they belong to separate families. As our story unfolds, it will be our purpose to determine just how different they are, the one from the other. Listen now to the second act of Matching Chairs. The girl wasn't dead, thank the Lord. But she'd been badly hurt, and they took her off to the hospital. I avoided my brother for a few days, but there came a time when I couldn't put off confronting him any longer. I was sitting in front of the fire, in one of the two big wing chairs, a small brandy in my hand, fire blazing in the fireplace, when Troy came in. 
Hello there. Hello, Troy. Having a brandy. I think I'll join you. I've just come from the hospital. I talked to the doctors. Oh, yes? What do they say about Maida? She'll live. But there's a good chance she may be crippled. Maybe for life. I'm sorry. I know how you must feel. Mind if I join you by the fire? Oh, there's your chair. I may ask Maida to marry me. You what? I may ask Maida to marry me. Does that surprise you? Well, yes, yes. It I mean, when she gets out of the hospital, of course. Or maybe we could get married while she's still there. I mean, have the ceremony by her bedside. They, they could do that, I think. Well, why on earth do you want to marry the girl? It's the least I can do. Well, how do you figure that? It's my fault. What's your fault? That she's lying in the hospital. That she may be a cripple for the rest of her life. Joy, I think you've gone clean out of your mind. The girl ran in front of a car. I mean, there were witnesses. But you don't know what happened before that. I don't care what happened but before that. But it's the that. key to the whole thing. Don't you see? No, I don't. I most certainly do not see. We were sitting in front of the fireplace. Nada and I. Just the way you and I are sitting now. And I started to yell at her. So? So what? I said terrible things. Awful Cutting things. Things I knew would hurt her. And uh, what? I meant to hurt her. I wanted to hurt her. You, you lost your temper, that's all. No, no, no. It was more than that. It was just like the time with Bill Wadsworth. He was sitting in that chair, right right there, when he said I'd stolen his wife away from him. Well, you, you didn't even like his wife. You told me. Um, maybe I did like her. Well, don't you know? Maybe I thought it'd be fun to see if I could get her away from Bill. I could have thought that. Yes, but you didn't do it. She left him for somebody she met in, in New York, some stockbroker. Well, that, that's why I got so angry when, when he said I'd done it. But why? Why did I get so angry? Well, it is kind of insulting. But I didn't have to get as angry as I did. I could have told him he was nuts and, and let it go at that. Yes, you could have. Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't. I, I, I called him all kinds of names, and, and I threw him out of the house. And when he got home, there was this note from his wife saying she was going to New York, and she did. And she's still there, and she's filing for divorce. Yes, well, at least he knows it wasn't you she left him for. Still, if I hadn't yelled at him... You know, look, and then there's Dan Mercer. When I thought I caught him cheating on his golf score... Now, I was really sorry about that, because, well, I could have been wrong. Maybe he didn't cheat. Maybe, maybe he just counted wrong. I don't know. All I know is he went broke a month later. Yes, but what's that got to do with you? I yelled at him. Don't you see? I was really furious, Carrie, and I yelled at him. He was sitting across from me where you're sitting, and I leaned across this little table between us with the brandy on it, and I screamed into his face, right into his face. And you think that's why he went broke? What's happened too many times. I, and now it's made up. Oh, Troy, you mean to sit there and tell me that every time you lose your temper with somebody... Something awful happens to that person. Oh, that's ridiculous. There have been others, Kerry. People I haven't told you it's about. It's ridiculous. It's absurd. It's, it's, it's stupid. I mean, you think you have some, some magic power over people that you can influence their lives, uh, control what happens to them? Well, my temper can. My, my, my anger. It, it, it puts a sort of blight on them, a, no, no, a, a curse or something. Boy, it's, I mean, it's just not so. It's happened too many times. Now, listen to me. 
I mean, it could be anything. It doesn't have to be you. It, it could be... It, it could be this chair I'm sitting in. I mean, and the way you tell it, all those people were sitting in this chair. I mean, why, why couldn't it be the chair and uh, not you at all? You think it could? Now, listen, Troy, I'm, I don't know about these things, but it's just as reasonable as your temper, your anger. We have to get rid of the chairs. What? No, no, I, 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 I don't know what Mother would say to that. No, no not, not both of them, necessarily. Maybe just, maybe just the one you're sitting in. The other one can stay. Ask her, Carrie. Please, ask her. I remember feeling a bit foolish as I climbed the stairs to my mother's room. What had I got myself into? I'd only said the first thing that came into my head. I had to say something because from the look in my brother's eye, I had an idea he was on the edge of a breakdown. Anyway, I kept on climbing the stairs and hoped I'd know what to say to my mother. Who is it? It's Carrie, Mother. Oh, Carrie, do come in, dear. I'm so glad you're here. I've been wanting to talk to you. Oh, what about? About the little one, dear. He's got me worried. Yes, me too. Oh, you've noticed. I noticed uh, What? How he mopes around the house, never goes out anywhere. Well, he's been going to the hospital to see that girl. He he feels responsible, in a way. He's even talking about marrying her. Marrying her? Well, that, that's morbid. Yes. Um, Mother, um, may I ask you something? Well, of course, my dear, anything at all. You know those two chairs... Uh, the wing chairs facing each other in front of the fireplace? Well, of course I know them. They're heirlooms. Uh, could we... I mean, would you consider getting rid of them? Getting rid of... Whatever for? Well, it's a little hard to explain. Do you realize what those chairs mean to me? They belong to my grandmother, to my mother. They both worked on the needlepoint. They're covered in, and I finished it. The flowers were done in petty point. The wool was dyed specially. My brother, die and get rid of those two chairs. I've no idea, Mother. I thought... No, 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 no. What's the matter? Don't you like those chairs? The most beautiful chairs in the world? Or is it Troy who's taken a dislike to them? He never paid any attention to them before. Why now? No, no, it isn't Troy. It isn't me. Well, then what is it? Well, never mind what it is. Just put it out of your mind, both of you. Dismiss it. Those two precious chairs stay right where they are. Facing each other in front of the fireplace, just as they have for years. Why, I'd rather die than get rid of those chairs. I'd never seen Mother so agitated. If I tried to explain to her the odd obsession that Troy had seized upon, that it might be one of the chairs that brought misfortune to the people on whom he vented his anger, not the anger itself, what would she think? What could she think? That Troy had gone quite mad? <laughs> that I had? For the truth was, the notion of the malevolent chair had originated with me. Troy was still in the living room when I came back. Well? Sorry, Troy, I'm afraid it's no good. She won't throw the chairs out. I did my best. Oh. 
Did you tell her how important it is? Well, I didn't really get a chance. The minute I brought up the subject, she got hysterical. Then you didn't tell her? She went on and on about her grandmother and her mother and how they'd all worked on the needlepoint and how the yarn was specially dyed to get the right color. You didn't tell her? Boy, what could I say? Well, you, you could have said that those chairs... No, 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 not those chairs. That one right there. It's, it's responsible for terrible tragedies in the lives of six or seven... Oh... I, I don't know how many people I've been fond of. Boy, I couldn't tell her that. She wouldn't believe me. We don't even know if it's true. If it isn't true, then I'm responsible. Not necessarily. Yes, yes, necessarily. It's happened too many times. Coincidence. Since I was six years old, and I hit that kid that lived next door, and he died a month later. Ever since then, whenever I got angry and, and, and shouted at somebody... Something absolutely awful happened to that person. It might have happened anyway. It didn't. It didn't. Don't you see? It, it's a curse that settled on me. And it came from that chair. That one oh, there. Troy, I don't think so. I, I, I really don't know why it should have settled on me. I don't know what I did that was so bad. You didn't do anything. You aren't cursed that way. It's just me. You're a good person. So are you. I would be. I could be. If it wasn't for that chair. Troy, I just don't know what to say to you. Boys? Terry? Troy? In here, Mother. Everything all straightened out? Uh, well... Nothing is straightened out. Nothing. You mean about the chairs? I don't know how either of you could have even considered such a thing. Now, let's not discuss it any further. I'm going to sit right here by the fire, and we're all going to have a nice hot cup of no, tea. Uh, don't, don't sit there. Terry, tell Jesse we're ready for tea and some little sandwiches. Mother, Mother, and don't. put a log on the fire, will you? You terrible woman. You wicked, terrible woman. You selfish, self-centered, awful woman. You don't care what happens to me, or Carrie, or anybody. All you've ever done is think about yourself and your awful chairs and all your other possessions. Huh? Yes, like Terry, like me, like Father. Uh -huh. Father was one of your possessions, too. Uh -huh. You owned him. He belonged to you till he couldn't stand it anymore, and he died. Well, I didn't kill him. Nobody can say I killed my own father. No, no, nobody, nobody can say that. Troy, no. cut it out. Because you did that. You cruel, you stupid woman. You sitting there so smug, so pleased with yourself. Troy, stop it. Stop but it. She, she's stop dead. It. Are you all right, Mother? What? Yeah, she... She's all right, isn't she? I don't know. Why is she just sitting there? Troy, I don't know. Mother... Oh, do something, Carrie. Do something. Shut up, you little idiot. Don't you see? I don't know what to do. Do something. Do something, Carrie. I can hear him now. And sitting here, thinking back, remembering the old admonitions that I heard all my life sound monotonously in my head. Take care of the little one, Carrie. Look after the little one. Don't let him be hurt. Don't let him be unhappy. Go on, Carrie. Help him. You're always so good with the little one. Well, this was one time when I couldn't do a blessed thing for the little one.
doubt this story. True, we can't authenticate its details, but its core and kernel are real enough, lying deep in the heart of human nature. There are those who believe, or come to believe, however secretly, in the devastating power of their own anger. So far as we know, such anger was first credited to Zeus, the ancient Greek god who lived on Mount Olympus and discharged thunderbolts as casually as you or I might throw away a gum wrapper. But Zeus was a god. I'll continue shortly with Act Three. Lots of friends are dropping by, summer fun's in store. With picnic time and camping time, it's country time for sure. Before you all get thirsty, here's a tip that should be made. Get a drink that tastes like good old-fashioned lemonade. Country time! Get down to your store for plenty of country time lemonade-flavored drinks. Look for the country time coupon in this Sunday's paper. I told the guy at the garage I wanted a wheel alignment. He says, you got it. Said I wanted it done right. He says, you got it. Said I wanted it guaranteed. He says, you don't got it. Took my car to Goodyear. At Goodyear, we'll align your wheels and we'll guarantee the work for 90 days or 4,000 miles. Our limited warranty is good at over 1,300 Goodyear service stores nationwide. Get a wheel alignment now for $19, slightly higher in California. For guaranteed auto service, come up to Goodyear. I'm lost and lonely, scared and sad, trembling at the thought of making me mad. My love is yours, but at times you're so cold. If it's like this, take me before I grow. This song about child abuse was written by a man who has served time in a state prison. It tells how he felt growing up as an abused child. Many of the social problems in America today spring directly from child abuse. Yet, with enough knowledge and enough money, child abuse can be prevented. Help us get to the heart of the problem. Write Prevent Child Abuse, Box 2866, Chicago, Illinois, 60690. A message of the Ad Council and the National Committee for Prevention of Child Abuse. was a god, the chief of the Olympian gods, father of gods and men. Who was it gave him his power, handed him his thunderbolts? Why, it was man, of course. And is it not possible that when those men conceived their image of a god who could maim or kill with his anger, they were carrying in their souls the image of a very human father who could change the color of the world with his rage? The fire sputters in the grate. The brandy sends up its piercing fragrance. I lean back my head and stare into space, remembering. Remembering my mother sitting upright in the other chair, looking straight ahead, even as I do now. Looking without seeing and not speaking a word. Well... She was not dead, as you may have feared, 
as I feared, as Troy feared most of all. No, she had merely suffered a stroke, a cerebral hemorrhage, an insult to the brain, the doctor said. Will she be all right, Carrie? In time. It was the chair that did it. It'll take time. She'll be all right. I told her not to sit in the chair. We're going to have to get another therapist for her speech. I mean, he, you you heard me, didn't you? I mean, you heard me tell her not to sit in that chair. Oh, if she'd listened to Jessie me. wants us to hire a maid. She could have taken the other chair, the good one. Yes, it's too much for Jessie running up and down with trays three times. Are you listening to me, Carrie? Yes, certainly I'm listening. No, you're not. You keep going on about therapists and Jessie and maids and things. What is it you want to say, Troy? Never mind. No, no, I mean it. Sorry, I got so much on my mind, maybe I wasn't listening. Go ahead. What were you saying? You don't care. Yes, I do. I asked Maida to marry me. You what? She said she would. You can't mean that. She's going to have to be in a wheelchair for quite a while. But just, just where do you plan on living, you and, and this girl, once you're married? Where? where? Why, here. In this house? Where else is there? You can't marry a girl you don't even love and, and bring her here to live. Well, I don't see why not. Troy, there's a sick woman upstairs. She's got a physical therapist. She's going to need a speech therapist. Jessie is 68 years old. She's got to have help with the housework. Well, Maida could help with the housework. In a wheelchair? How much help do you think she could be? Well, we'll get a regular maid. Oh, and who's going to pay for all of that? You? I mean, were you planning on going to work to support a wife and two therapists and a maid? There's plenty of money. There won't be if you don't start to shape up. It'd be all right if you get rid of those... Those damn chairs. Oh, Troy. You see, that's what's driving me crazy. You heard what Mother said about the chairs. Well, you didn't explain to her what they're doing. Anyway, it's, it, it's just that one there. It's not both of them. It's, it's just the bad one. The one she sat in and made a sat in and Bill Wadsworth... Troy, and, cut and, it and, out. And, and Danny You sat think in. she'd believe that? That that chair has cast a, a spell over you, whatever you think it's done? It was your idea. Oh, no, no, no. I just said that. And you didn't mean that? I don't know. I just said it to get your mind off the idea that it was you yourself that caused all those things. Carrie, Carrie, please. Get rid of the chair. Just the bad one. Well, I can't discuss it with Mother. Well, not now, because she can't speak yet. All right, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll talk to Jesse about it. Oh, thanks, Carrie. Thanks. I remember, sitting here, how very tired I felt. More than tired, depleted, drained of my last ounce of energy. Still, I heard the echo of those words. Take care of the little one, Carrie. And I dragged myself out to the kitchen, where Jessie was preparing dinner. She looked tired, too. You're going to get me some outside help, Mr. Carey? Yes, Jessie, I will. What with the live-in nurse? I'm feeding five people, not counting myself. You have my word, Jessie. I'm too old for this sort of thing. Jessie, Jessie. I... I want to ask you something. What's that? Would you... I mean, what would you think if... Jesse, do you think we could get rid of those chairs? What chairs? The chairs, the two chairs in front of the fireplace. 
You don't mean those two wing chairs. Yes, Jesse, I do. You're crazy. What can you be thinking of? Well, Troy has sort of taken a dislike to them. And you? What about you? Well, I'm not crazy about them either. They don't bother me as much as they do Troy, but... They're beautiful, those chairs. I know, but... I polish them every single day. But just... But nothing! Those chairs are the apple of your mother's eye. She set such store by those chairs. I know, She's but... not going to be bedridden forever, you know. One of these days, she's going to be up and around and coming downstairs. You want her to have another stroke and die? No, no. Well, that's what you'd be doing. You'd be killing her. If we got rid of just one of them. Mr. Carey, they're matching chairs. That's the whole point of them. They're exactly alike. They match. I know, I know. Well, then. All right. All right, Jesse, I'm sorry I made a mistake. We won't get rid of the chairs. Either of them. I was close to the end of my rope. I couldn't grasp the meaning of what I'd got myself into. And surely it was my own fault that I was caught up in something so idiotic as the disposal of a couple of harmless, beautiful chairs sitting innocently before the fireplace. Well, I couldn't face my brother. Not yet. So, I did the common, ordinary thing men do when they don't know what to do. I went out and got drunk. However, the next day, inevitably, I came home where Troy was waiting for me. Where you been? Out. <laughs> you look it. I feel it. Did you talk to Jessie last night? You said you were going Yes, to. yes, I talked to her. Well? No, look, uh, Troy, uh, let's go and have a brandy. I need something to pull myself together, <laughs> if such a thing is possible. Did you talk to Jessie about the chair? I told you I did. Well, what did she say? <sighs> sit down, Troy. I'm going to have a brandy. No, no I'm not going to sit in that chair. That's the bad chair. Sit wherever you like. Okay, I'll sit in the good one. Well? Do you mind if I pour myself a brandy first? Uh, go ahead. Thank you. Oh, come on, Carrie. What did Jessie say about the chairs? She said it's out of the question to get rid of them. But why is it? I mean, they're just chairs. She says it would kill our mother. Oh, mother doesn't have to know. She doesn't come downstairs. Who's going to tell One her? One of these days, she's going to be able to come downstairs. And you can bet she'll make a beeline for this room. And the first thing she'll see is no chairs. Well, we, we, we can say we've sent them out to be, I don't know, reupholstered or something. Troy, you're being childish. I mean, the needlepoint on those chairs was made by a grandmother or a mother and herself or something. I mean, I told you all of that. You didn't try, did you? You didn't even try. If you'd tried, Jessie would have thought of something. No, she wouldn't. Well, then why didn't you think of something? And then why don't you think of something now? Because you don't care, that's why. No, you've never cared. Oh, Troy, take it easy. As long as the chairs are in this house, I am trapped. I'm doomed. And you don't care. You'd see me in hell before you'd lift a finger to help me. What are you talking about? I mean, I've cared about you since you were born. Take care of the little one. Look out for the little one. Don't hurt the little one. That that drummed into my ears for as long as I can remember. Well, now it's high time the little one learned how to take care of himself. I'm tired of doing it. 
and I'm not about to do it anymore. Do I make myself clear? It's not much I'm asking for, Carrie. It's a lot. Now, you've got me running around trying to get rid of two harmless chairs just because they upset you. No, not, not two, just one of them. It's stupid. It's idiotic. The chairs, neither one of them has got anything to do with anything. Now, if you think they have, or one of them has, then get rid of them yourself. Don't ask me to do it because I'm worn out. I'm fed up with catering to all your fears and your moods. I am fed up. Have you got it? And I'm through. I'm through with you. <laughs> The fire is dying down. And in the quiet embers, I think I can see the pale face of my brother. That was a week ago. And that was the last time I saw him, or will ever see him. He left the house that same day, and the next morning the police told me that he'd been shot in some brawl in an upstate town, shot by a complete stranger, someone shooting wild out of who knows what private rage and anguish of his own. Mr. Carey. Yes, Jesse. What is it? Will you be wanting anything before I go out? You're going out? It's my regular night to go to the movies. Oh, oh, yes. Yes, well, go ahead, I... I don't need anything. Or if I do, I'll get it myself. Uh, Mr. Carey, I'm so glad you didn't get rid of those chairs. Yes, the chairs. You know, when you talked to me about it, I, I was scared you might. Well, there really wasn't any chance of that. But after you left the house, I came in here and I looked at them. They're so beautiful. Yes. Yes, they are, aren't they? Well, I, I, I did something I should have done a long time ago. I switched them around. You what? I switched them. You see, they'd been in the same place for so long, the feet were wearing into the carpet, leaving marks. So I changed them around. Nobody will notice because they're exactly alike. You don't mind, do you? Why, <laughs> no. I don't think I mind. Well, good night, Jesse. I hope it's a good movie. Jesse's off to the movies. The fire's gone out. The brandy is finished. And it turns out I'm sitting in the bad chair, as Troy used to call it. It's true that since he left, I've always been careful to sit in the good chair. Always felt a little foolish, but that's what I did. It must have been the bad chair that Troy was sitting in when I told him I was through with him. <laughs> I know it wasn't the chair that killed the little one. It was a stranger's stray bullet. I know that. Don't I? Or could it have been my own anger that killed him? Could that have been it? I... I don't like to think that, but... Oh, oh, 
Oh, that was a big pain. Uh, a pain in my chest. Sharp. Jesse. Jesse. Uh, oh. oh, she's gone. Mother. Oh, no. She can't hear me. Couldn't reach me if she did. Am I dying? Is that it? Am I dying? Really, really dying? It is not an uncommon thing to ascribe to others feelings of our own, which are painful and therefore unwelcome. If we can project these disagreeable feelings onto another person, why can we not project them onto an inanimate thing? Like a chair, for instance. I think we can, and we do. And the mechanism is called paranoia. I'll be back shortly. If you'd like to take advantage of the current high interest rates in today's money market, but want your money available when you need it, take a moment now to call this toll-free number. 800-228-5000. Ask the operator to send you information on Dreyfus Liquid Assets. Find out just how much income growth you can get from one of the world's largest money market mutual funds. With Dreyfus Liquid Assets, you have the advantage of making withdrawals by phone or paying larger bills with free redemption checks and continue earning high yields compounded daily till your check clears. You can put money in or take it out anytime with never a sales charge or a penalty. But call now, 800-228-5000 for free information and a prospectus, including management fee, charges, and expenses. 800-228-5000. Study the prospectus carefully before you invest and learn how Dreyfus Liquid Assets can help you get the lion's share from today's high interest rates. 800-228-5000. Toll free, 800-228-5000. Did Carrie die in the chair his brother called the bad one? If he did, was it the bad chair that killed him? Or was it his own anger, his guilt at having loosed it? We'll be honest and tell you we don't know. Actually, we don't even know that he died. We hope he didn't. It would seem such a pitiful waste. Our cast included Paul Hecht, Christopher Tabori, Elspeth Eric, and Carol Titel. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale. Come in. Thank you. I'm counting a card for every year. Star, moon, sun. I'm up to 12 cards, one for each of my 12 married years, Pierre. Yes, but you've been married for 13. What have you heard from my husband? Uh, victory in Vienna. It's true. 13. But I don't dare turn over the last card, even though, you know, I can almost see through the back of it. Oh, uh, Josephine, what, what, what games you play? It's no game. It's a warning of the future. So be it. I am not a coward. 
I've told a lot of untruths in my day, but I was never a coward. Of these three cards, the first one I will turn over will be either justice, the hangman, or death. This is Tammy Grimes inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams.